It's Friday, October 29th, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, and uh, Paul Hoynes is on vacation out in Vegas, enjoying a little time off. So we've got uh, coming along later on on the show today, we'll have Indians prospect Richie Palacios live from the uh, Arizona Fall League, where Richie is tearing things up out there. So uh, look forward to that uh, conversation with uh, one of the hotter Indians prospects, at least hitting wise um, of, the, of the last season. Uh, wanted to check in on some news and notes uh, that popped up yesterday. The Gold Glove Awards were uh, announced. The, the finalists for the Gold Glove Awards were announced. And Jose Ramirez, along with Miles Straw, will represent uh, Cleveland. Uh, among the finalists, Jose Ramirez uh, was pretty much, you know, it was his uh, worst defensive season in terms of errors and fielding percentage. But then if you look at the number of runs that he was able to save and his performance on the Sabre defensive index, uh, he was, it was a career year for him uh, defensively and with the glove. So uh, for, for those who, you know, don't understand how a guy can have a career high with 15 errors and still be a gold glove finalist, uh, you know, it's the sort of the analytics uh, side of things and the, and the way that you evaluate defense, it might not necessarily be, it's, it's sort of like uh, pitching wins being on the way out and uh, as, a, as a way of evaluating how well a pitcher performs, uh, errors and fielding percentage really don't tell the whole story of, of how good a defensive season Jose Ramirez had. And, and really it was, he did it for the first time without Francisco Lindor playing next to him. Uh, Lindor also a finalist on the National League side uh, for uh, for a Gold Glove. Uh, this is the third time that Ramirez is a finalist. Miles Straw, on the other hand, uh, first time finalist and deservedly so. I think the Indians uh, and, and Cleveland was were fortunate to to pick him up at the deadline and really solve the center field issues that they had all season. Uh, Terry Francona said, you know, it was it was good to know that. There's a guy who if the ball was hit out there in center field. You know, it was going to be caught and you know, it was going to be an out. Uh, Miles Straw turned in some fantastic sliding diving catches. Uh, Rob Tasker Hernandez of a ball uh, that, that, you know, preserved a victory for the for Cleveland in, in Toronto back in August. So uh, certainly a, a, a well-deserved honor. Uh, Ramirez faces stiff competition from Matt Chapman who's always among the league leaders in defensive runs saved. Meanwhile, Straw uh, has Michael A. Taylor from uh, Kansas City and Kevin Kiermeyer as co-finalists there. Uh, we'll see if Straw can come through and, and get the gold glove in the American League in center field. Uh, the World Series moves to game three, Atlanta and uh, Houston. Uh, Luis Garcia goes for Houston tonight, uh, Ian Anderson for the Braves. Uh, and at the same time, you know, the controversy over uh, the Braves name and the, uh, the tomahawk chop that is performed uh, gets kicked up again here as, as the game moves to Houston, as the stage moves to Houston or moves from Houston to Atlanta. Uh, Rob Manfred, the commissioner, comes out the other day and basically says, you know, he's okay with the chop and, and it sort of goes against 
everything that the the league has been saying lately it's sort of kind of a head scratcher there but uh you know we'll continue to monitor and and follow as uh jeff passon today on espn wrote uh, a really interesting column uh, about the chop and how he expects that it's on its way out at some point i think uh, much along the lines of the way that chief wahoo was was gone after the last time cleveland was in the the world series uh things things can be happening and can be changing there. Also wanted to mention uh, Bob Melvin, the uh, I guess former co- uh, former manager of the Oakland Athletics. He is now the new manager in San Diego. He will join Ruben Niebla, who was just hired from from Cleveland uh, as the pitching coach in San Diego. Uh, Bob Melvin, highly respected manager, and uh, you know was was not happy in Oakland for the last several years, but had done a fantastic job keeping the A's competitive despite their uh, market and their, you know, payroll and their, their obvious financial issues. Uh, That's a club that's hoping to get a new stadium as well. Uh, So Melvin will be on the way out uh, and heading to San Diego where he takes over for Jace Tingler. Uh, it's it'd be interesting to see what Melvin does now. He goes from you know the poorhouse to having a uh, you know a Cadillac team with uh, some some big money players, uh, including Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, he'll have uh, a pitching staff with Joe Musgrove and uh, you Darvish and you know Mike Clevenger when he's healthy. Uh, they seem to be low. Blake Snell. Uh, they seem to be loaded. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how Bob Melvin is able to perform out there. Uh, in San Diego with this uh, with his new ball club all right that takes us to our interview with Richie Palacios Uh, we talked to Richie uh, earlier this week as he's just been on an absolute tear in the Arizona Fall League uh, and and really a a power surge he's he's got extra base hits in seven out of ten games and has just been really uh, playing at a high level against some of the best prospects in all of baseball in the Arizona Fall League. So let's step aside here, and when we come back, we'll be joined by Richie Palacios, uh, Cleveland prospect who's playing for the Scottsdale Scorpions in the Arizona Fall League. All right, we're joined by a 24-year-old infielder, outfielder from the uh, Scottsdale Scorpions right now in the Arizona Fall League, Richie Palacios. Richie, it's great to talk to you. Right now, uh, you're tearing up the Arizona Fall League. What's it like out there playing in the in the desert, uh, back where you guys train and and having success right now against some of the, the better minor leaguers from this past uh, full season? Thanks, Joe, for having me first. Um, and yeah, it's been a great experience experience um ever since i got the opportunity um to come out here i was extremely excited um this is definitely one of the things i wanted to do since i was in professional baseball um and now being in it it's just so much fun um being able to play with guys that you've never really played for or played with played against um so it's been a great experience um just trying to stay locked in um just play the game how i usually play and, and hopefully uh the success comes as it has so far so it's been a very exciting experience well, uh, just to let the people uh, who are listening know, uh, you know, hitting right now uh, through, I think, nine or 10 games, uh, you're batting 286 with a 976 OPS, uh, seven runs batted in and a couple of home runs, four doubles. I think uh, a lot of people who have been, you know, following you since the uh, since Cleveland drafted you 
um, might be surprised by a little bit of the the, the power there, the power surge. Uh, what, what do you uh, what accounts for that? Where did where did that come from uh, when you got out to Arizona? Um, I just feel like that probably came from just me continuing to work in 2019 and 2020. Um, made a little bit of adjustments to create some more power in my swing. Um, no, nothing major, but um, being able to do that throughout those uh, past two years that I was off from playing in season has definitely um, allowed me to have more power numbers and and has helped me in my in my uh, career for sure. Uh, Cleveland drafted Richie out of uh, Townsend in 2018. Uh, and, you know, this past season, you hit two, 297 between Akron and Columbus. What was it like to, uh, to get between, uh, to, to sort of go between Akron and Columbus to, to get that call up and, and play, uh, you know, the, the last, you know, month and a half of the season there in Columbus? Oh, uh, yeah, it was awesome. Um, it was definitely awesome. I mean, it wasn't really like looking forward to it. Uh, I was just playing the season in double A, um, just trying to be where my feet were at the time. And then some things lined up to where I got called up. So I was obviously extremely excited. Um, but yeah, it was an awesome experience playing for both of those teams, playing with new guys, playing with guys I already knew. Um, and just learning from the guys around me and especially in AAA, learning from the guys that have been in the bigs, just trying to take little things from them. Um, because that's where ultimately I want to end up. So it's been awesome um, this year, and I feel like I've learned a lot. And thanks to my teammates and my coaches for sure about that. Were there any uh, big leaguers on that AAA roster who particularly helped you or, or showed you anything? I know they they sort of had you playing uh, this whole season between you know the majority of your time at second base, but uh, you've also gotten a taste of the outfield. Were were, were any of the the guys on the big league roster or, or who were you know had big league experience uh, helpful in any way? Yeah, definitely for sure. I mean, most of it was was mental stuff. It wasn't really physical stuff. It's the the mental side of it, which I know is so important. So I've talked a lot um, to Anthony Ghost actually, who was in the bigs um, as an outfielder, now a pitcher. But just talking to him about how how the major league was for him and the things to do, what not to do, and mostly just the mental the mental part of it. And um, I, I was able to talk to other couple guys too. But he's one of the guys that were. Uh, mainly there to help me just learn some things that I, that I knew was going to come forth um, when I get to the major leagues. Boy, everything we hear about Anthony Ghost is like uh, people say that he's the, the best teammate they've ever had and things like that. Uh, it must be a, a tremendous resource to be able to just sit there and, and pick his brain over, you know, he's a, he's a, a pitcher. He's trying to make it in the big leagues as a pitcher and he, ha he had success, but then he can give you advice on, on playing the outfield as well. Yeah, it's a crazy thing how how baseball works, but yeah, he's he's done well in both in both facets. So he's definitely a great resource for me. Uh, Cleveland fans are, you know, they know that there are a bunch of middle infield talented prospects in the the high minors right now. Uh, names like Tyler Freeman, names like Brian Rocchio. Uh, what what separates Richie Palacios from? from those guys uh, and not in a, in a negative way or anything like that, but just, you know, what makes you unique and, and should get Cleveland fans excited about the possibility that you could be up with the big league club here in, in the next couple of seasons. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, uh, those, yeah, we have a ton of great prospects. Um, ton of guys that work extremely hard, especially Rokio Freeman. All those guys are great. Um, I still learn things from them. I bet they learn things from me, but I just think, I mean, what's that from? It's not from them. It's from everyone. It's just 
my work ethic and my mental endurance, I just don't allow things to get to me. And I feel like I just, I'm always going to say that I work harder than people around me, no matter who it is. So I definitely feel like that, that work ethic has helped me so far. And I think it'll help me um, going forward. Yeah, the work ethic comes in uh, handy when you have to go around, uh, around over and through obstacles like uh, shoulder surgery uh, that you, you had to, to miss the whole 2019 season. Uh, what was it like to, to have to go through that and then, and then follow that up with a pandemic season where you didn't even have a year you, um, you, you were able, I believe, were you able to go to, uh, to Lake County at all or was that? Uh, um, no, I didn't. No, so I mean, you missed a, a season to shoulder surgery and the entire pandemic season. Uh, and, and yet you come in and you, you had a, a pretty successful 2021. Yeah, it was just, I mean, just working, continually working through that, um, knowing that everything that I was doing during those two years was going to, uh, was ultimately going to help me and make me a better person um, and a better player. So I think that that's, that's what helped me. And yeah, it was obviously tough. That's, that shoulder surgery was definitely tough. But um, for me, it was just pretty much hitting the small time goals. Um, not looking forward to the big picture and getting caught up in that, but just going through the small time goals and, and figuring out what I'm going to be able to do the next week and then the next week. And that made it, um, it made it go by quicker and it made it um, a little bit less stressful on my, on my head. So I definitely um, think that helped me for sure. Was there any, any one person or one, you know, sort of aspect of being out there in Arizona or working through your, your injury that sort of helped you, you know, really uh, be successful and come back hundred percent? I just think it's it's my entire support system that I've had, like my family, my older brother, my uncle, and just, you know, the trainers out here that we have, the athletic trainers that helped me work through it and my teammates. I just think through the whole thing, it's just my support system, my friends, just ha being able to lean on them sometimes when I, when I was in need. So I feel like as a group, all the people in my life have helped me um, um, exponentially. So that definitely was was one thing that helped me get through it easier than before. You mentioned your brother Josh. He uh, he made his major league debut with the uh, with the Blue Jays this past season, correct? Yes. Yeah, that that had to be you know exciting for you to, to at least be able to see, especially on the team that he's he's on that with the the talent that they have there in Toronto. That's that had to have been an exciting time for him. Yeah, it definitely was exciting time for him. Exciting time for the entire family. Just being able to watch him on TV, um, doing what he loves was just an amazing thing and and I knew it was going to happen eventually because he's just just like a great guy worked hard and he's instilled so many things in me so it was only a matter of time but it was so so awesome to see him on tv doing what he loved with such a great young team um with so much fire so I definitely was watching that um throughout the year um and we'll see how it goes next year for him for sure where did you uh where did you watch the um um you know, his debut or was it, would you do anything special for that? Get your guys together? Or, uh, and did you communicate with him afterwards? Yeah. So it was pretty funny. I was in, it was during spring training for us because we were still in minor league spring training. Um, so I actually got to watch his major league debut. His first couple at bats were, I was just in the locker room um, in spring training. And I mean, my teammates were around and stuff. So it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I talked to him after that. I talked to him every day. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was a crazy experience being able to watch him while I was still like training to get ready for my season. Mm -hmm. you, you mentioned your, uh, your uncle Ray, he, uh, he played a couple of seasons in Kansas city in the, uh, 
late 80s, 1990 there. Uh, so I, I would imagine you, you might have a, a fondness for Bo Jackson. Is that, uh, is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. He tells me some crazy stories about things that he's done, like that he's never seen before. Um, but yes, that guy was amazing. Um, one of the craziest athletes of all time. But yeah, just hearing from him about all the stories from the guys on that, that team, George Brett and all that, I've learned so much from him and he's learned so much from those guys. So it's been pretty cool. I, I guess I, I, I'm speaking on a turn here. I, you, you weren't even you weren't even a, a glimmer back then. I, I, I the, the Bo Jackson when I was like you know 13, 14 years old, he was the uh, he was the superstar in in the league, and that was it. So you know, just to to know that somebody <laughs> had had an uncle playing with Bo Jackson in Kansas City, that you know, that's pretty exciting to see that. But uh, you you grew uh, you're born in in Brooklyn, oh, yeah. so uh, born in Brooklyn, so Yankees fan or a Mets fan. I was a Yankees fan growing up. Um, we would go to a lot of the games, actually. Uh, my family, uh, my dad would take us to a lot of games. So we were definitely Yankees fans growing up. Ah, well, we won't hold that against you too much, uh, you know, in, in Cleveland when you when you get up there, uh, I, I guess. Uh, <laughs> we, we won't make it a big deal here. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I got to – got to ask about like upcoming you're, you're going to be rule five eligible uh this year unless the indians put you on the 40-man roster has there been any talk about that or are you following any of those decisions uh closely um no i don't when it comes to things out of my control i don't don't even look at them um i know that if i just continue to do what i've been doing this whole season in the fall league it'll work out some way um but i don't like to get caught up in the things outside of um the game itself um, and, and that's the thing that's helped me just being able to control what I can control and let the other things happen naturally. So that's how I've been doing it. I haven't been getting caught up um, in what's coming next, just trying to go each and every day and have a successful day um, on the field. And, and hopefully I know those things will work out for themselves. As far as, uh, you know, a path to maybe the, the big league club right now, we saw how in flux the outfield is and how they're, they've just been searching for, uh, you know, a a solution on the corners really is, is that something, you know, that flexibility to be able to go out and play the outfield? Uh, it, do you prefer, uh, you know, a spot on at second base or over the outfield or what's, what's your preference and, and what would you prefer to, to do if, if, if you got the opportunity to at the major league level? Yeah, I don't, I don't really have a preference. Um, I honestly just want to, to be able to be up there and help the team win, um, whichever way it is, whether it's playing left field, second base, doesn't really matter to me. So I don't really have a preference. I just want to be able to go up there and, and affect um, the team positively as much as I can. And whatever position that may be, um, we'll see. But I, I don't really have a preference in where I want to play. I just want to um, be successful and help the team be successful. And those things will pan out for themselves. So you're, you're out there in the fall league, uh, you know, the, the top draft choices, guys like Spencer Torkelson are out there uh, from Detroit. And, you know, I, do you, you're the number, what, according to MLB pipeline, the number 14 overall prospect for Cleveland. Uh, do, you, do you imagine that's going to go up after the performance this year in, in the fall league? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know. That's up to the, uh, to those guys, um, honestly, I just want to continue to do what I do. And if it goes up, it goes up. If it goes down, it goes down. I don't really 
um, get caught up in that prospect thing. But I feel like, yeah, just we'll see what happens. But um, I just know that just me doing what I do on the field each and every day will, will work itself out for sure, no matter what. Yeah, I, I, I would imagine that, uh, you know, based on the performance thus far in the, in the fall league, that those numbers might be changing. That, that could be something, uh, you know, and we've seen, hey, we've seen guys, uh, Francisco Lindor went out and had a great fall league. And then all of a sudden, you know, within a year or two, he was, he was up with, with Cleveland making a, a huge impact. So that's, that's the bar for you, Richie. You got you to gotta go out and be Francisco Lindor. Is that, is that something you can do? <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's a good bar to have. No, no, no pressure. No pressure at all. Okay. Uh, well, hey, I, I really appreciate you taking the time out. I know, uh, uh, you know, you've got games and you've got, uh, you know, workouts and, and everything out there for, for Scottsdale. But uh, we really appreciate you joining us here. And uh, the, the success that you've had so far, uh, it, you just continue to tear up the, uh, the fall league. And, and, you know, we'll, uh, we'll hopefully be talking to you here in Cleveland pretty soon. Appreciate you having me on the show, Joe. And um, yeah, I look forward to talking to you guys again. Um, for sure. Thank you so much.